the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we have an AMA on air, which is an Ask Me Anything on air. And it's Friday, which means it's the weekend. Thank goodness we've made it through another week. And I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for coming back. I am glad you're here. And I'm more excited to do this episode than usual because the last couple of days I've spent planning out all the episodes until I leave to go overseas and we only have like four or five AMA episodes left. So if you have something that you really want answered and keep in mind, I do take note of them every single Monday, but when I put up the question box on Monday, make sure you leave a little emoji with the microphone and I will add it to the list and I will try to get them all in before I go. Obviously, I'm also going to pre-record some stuff so that the break is not as long for you as what it will really be, but I want to try and get in as many as I can. So now's the time. If you've ever had a question for me, drop it in there. Obviously, before we get into it, this episode or this show, the whole Your Safe Space is not a replacement for professional mental health help. And if you do need that, please check the show notes. We always have links there available to you. All right, we have a couple of juicy questions here. So we're going to get right into it. Question number one, a close friend of mine wants to be more than friends with me, but I am still so unsure about it. I know that rejecting him will mean our friendship is over. What would you do? And I wish that you gave me more context. Give me the tea, girl. I want to know by more than friends, does he want friends with benefits? Does he want to marry you? Like, The spectrum is wide. I'm not too sure what exactly he wants from it, but what I would really recommend you doing is getting that clarity for yourself first. I can see why you may be confused, especially if you have a strong friendship. Maybe you could have had feelings for him in the past, or maybe you might be battling with some feelings for him now, or maybe you know for certain that it's not what you want, but you're confused because you don't want to hurt the other person. I think it can be a bit of a tricky one. But my ultimate advice to you here is to just honor what you want and know what you want and stand by that because at the end of the day, it's your life and you need to live in alignment with you and what you want and what you value and honesty and clarity is going to be your best friend here. So I don't know what that looks like, but maybe it is a little bit of time out for you to sit down, write out how you're feeling, go through everything weigh up the pros and the cons or write down that decision matrix that I've given you guys in the past. For me, reading your question, it looks like there's a lot of confusion in there and without any more context, immediately I'm thinking that if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. (laughs) You know that saying? Anything that's not a fuck yes is a no. Any confusion, whether I've had confusion about something or being unsure, has been like a decision at the same time. And the other thing that I'm unsure about is that you have said, I know that rejecting him will be friendship over. Does that mean that he has threatened that the friendship would be over? Or do you think it would just result in the friendship being over? Because if he has warned you that like that would happen, that kind of gives me alarm bells and worries me a tiny bit because that to me is like, well, if you don't do what I want, then my way or the highway, which is like not the vibe for anyone in your life, friendship or romantically. And so I would sit with it, 
weigh up what you want to do. I obviously don't know enough to give you a clear what would I do. What I would do is what I want to do. And if that is not pursuing anything further with this man or not pursuing a romantic relationship with this person who I'm friends with, then that is acceptable and that is okay. And I think also weighing up if this friendship, if it's going to be broken over rejection, is that a friendship that you really want? Is that a friendship that you need in your life? And just sitting with that and seeing what comes up for you there. And so I've spoken about this many times on the podcast, but there are going to be moments in your life, especially in dating, especially when you're getting into a relationship where you are at like this crossroad almost. And it's a moment where you either sacrifice what you want for the love or commitment or relationship with somebody else. It's where you choose the other person over yourself. And if there's anything I've learned and if there's anything I can teach you, it's to not do that. It's to still honor what you want and still live authentically to you and being you is enough regardless of what your decision is. And I think it's definitely not worth sacrificing your true wants for somebody else. So whatever those true wants are, they are okay. They are acceptable and you are allowed to have them. Don't forget that. I will say good luck. Do some journaling. I hope you get some clarity. Keep us updated if you want to like leave a follow-up for me in the coming Mondays. I would love to know what you end up doing. Good luck to this listener. Question number two is a little bit sad and I just want to hug this listener, but it is how do I handle having no best friend? One of them betrayed me and the other has been ghosting me on and off more over the years. And there was also a lot of crying emojis on this listener's question. And I just want to like have a girl's night out with you (laughs) and like go out and have fun just to kind of get your mind off it and show you that it's okay that you don't have a super close best friend. And I think the world or the internet, the age of social media, it can show us that like these large friendship groups or like strong friendships are like the pinnacle and the only thing that you can have. But it's not true. Like all things, there's a spectrum. You can have other friendships that maybe aren't as close and can still be quality for you. I also think if we take it back to like psychology, you do need human connection. And as long as you've got that, whether it's from family, other friends or other areas in your life, then that is okay as well. It's not necessarily like doom and gloom because you don't have that one best friend. And I even think to like my best friends in my life, my best friends aren't like best friends with each other. They're all separate in their own areas. And some I may be closer with, some I'm not as close with, some I talk to a lot, some I don't talk to that much. And then, you know, we check in here and there and it's like nothing's changed. And they're all so different and that's okay as well. And I think to myself, do I have really just like one super, 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 super close best friend? And I think, no, I probably don't have that either. I definitely have really good quality friends, but it's okay. And I I know obviously your question is loaded with some pain from your other best friends, the one that betrayed you and the one that's been ghosting you. I would say for whatever reason that your friend is ghosting, that's probably not a good friend between you and I. We can find a different one for you. And as for the betrayal, I really recommend working through whatever has come up for you during this and trying to let it go because that could subconsciously be then impacting how you 
attract friendships or create friendships moving forward because if you're being so hurt you may be very hesitant to like let your wall down and build trust with other people in your life and I know it can be really easy to kind of identify that in like romantic relationships but when it's platonic and when it's friendships that stuff can do damage too and so you do have to address it release it work through it so that you can then move forward and hopefully welcome some better quality people into your life. And I don't think not having like that inseparable, super close best friend means that like you're a bad friend or you don't have good qualities about you because you can be a really good friend. And sometimes whatever circumstances you've been handed just means that like you can't give those friendship qualities to somebody because there's not that friend there in your life. So don't let it reflect poorly on you. I know it can be very hard to not internalize that but because this has happened to you with your two other friends it doesn't mean that you're a bad friend or you don't deserve a friendship you absolutely do you probably have some amazing qualities about yourself too sure this may have hit your confidence a little bit but you can really work on again just identifying that about yourself healing whatever it is that you need so then you can go out and hopefully make some new friends moving forward I also think it's important to note that Who's to say any other person in your life right now could become another best friend? Who's to say that that won't happen? Do you know what I mean? I think life is very funny. Things move in different ways. You never know who you might cross paths with. You never know what might happen that forces you and a friendship to, or another friend to have a friendship that blossoms down the track. Like you just never know what's around the corner. Obviously, my overarching advice to you is to acknowledge what you're feeling Again, I would say get out the journal, write everything down, write about the betrayal, write about the ghosting, process that so that you can start to let it go. Sometimes what really works in this situation, and I've done it before, especially in friends that have hurt me or friendships that have ended, write them a letter. Don't send it. Obviously, the letter is for you. Write everything down that you want to say to them and then see how you feel after that because you'll actually find the relief that that gives you. I don't know why it happens, but power of journaling. It is amazing. Write them a letter. You don't have to send it. I recommend definitely not sending it. Please don't send it. It's for you. It's so that you can move through it and release it. The other thing I want to mention is to lean on other people in your life, whether that is friends or other family members or even a professional like a GP or a psychologist, especially if you are struggling to move through this by yourself. I recommend actually doing something like that because it's not something that you have to fight by yourself or carry by yourself, especially if it's bringing you down or impacting your mood or your ability to live and function. I highly recommend doing that too. And a couple other little notes, make sure you're looking after yourself in other areas, your self-care, the basics, sleep, water, good quality food, movement. Make sure you're still looking after yourself in other areas and try to focus on doing some things that you enjoy whether that is solo or whether that is putting yourself in a position to meet other people and to potentially make some new friends. Because as I said, you never know who you might cross paths with and you never know with some time and just some new energy, even from yourself, you may be making more friendships or making new friendships without realizing. And before you know it, you may have a super close friend. Good luck to this listener. I'm so happy for you to come into the group if you want to leave a post and just put, hey, like this is my name. I live in this state. I would be open to catching up with anyone for a coffee or a walk or whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to go to the dog park or do a class together, a cooking class, whatever. The world is your oyster. You're welcome to do that. All right. Question number three. This one is a little bit long, so let me read it out. 
I've been working in childcare for the last three years, and to be honest, I'm kind of over it. I'm currently studying my diploma online and I'm halfway through it. I plan to finish it, but I just don't love it anymore like I used to. I have started to find it draining now to be around the kids all the time, even though most of them are beautifully behaved. The truth is it's an exhausting job and I now dread getting up for work every day. I would love to get into journalism in the next few years, but how can I make work fun or enjoy it again until I eventually resign? And thank you to this listener because you actually emailed me and I got it and I wanted to put it in here because I just read it and I felt like I felt like I knew how you felt in a sense. I know what it's like to work a job when you know that like the love for it is gone and you don't want to do it anymore. And I think you're very self-aware in your reply because you already know that you're going to finish the diploma. You already know that you want to enjoy it again while you're there, which I think says a lot about you. I don't know if you've thought about this and I'm not saying don't finish the diploma or leave it, but you also don't have to stay there if you don't want to. You could potentially move to, I don't know, maybe a different environment still in childcare while you're finishing that diploma if you wanted, or potentially you could also look at maybe picking up something. I'm not too sure what the journalism industry or space looks like but maybe you could pick up a little bit of work or maybe something like not part-time but maybe something on like a contractual basis or even like volunteering to dip your toes into that journalism part to like get a feel for it. I'm also really sorry to hear that you're drained and feeling the way that you are because I know that feeling too well and when I was quitting my full-time job my corporate job to pursue what I really wanted to do which was social media and content creation it was really hard because I could feel myself mentally be like checked out and so I'm going to give you some tips of what I did during that time but the overarching thing is that I would just keep telling myself that like this job has allowed me to do xyz up until this point like I was so grateful for my corporate job and it really did allow me to lead a certain life and achieve certain things for so long it served me so well for the last however many years that I was in that role and so I had a lot of gratitude for it on a day-to-day basis I think what really worked was just making sure that I was being kind to myself so I'd recommend that same thing to you I don't know if in your field, what that looks like. But if you are achieving things at work, maybe it's like giving yourself a reward along the way to kind of make it feel a little bit more exciting or feel a little bit better. Obviously, doubling down on the gratitude that you have, because at the moment, this childcare job is paying your bills. It might be paying your rent. It might be paying your mortgage. It might be paying to put food on the table. It might be allowing you to live the life that you're living right now. So really focusing on those things. Maybe you want to create a vision board about your future and maybe you want to plan out everything that has to do with journalism to like spark some excitement in your life for that area because there's nothing stopping you from doing that. And I think what really gave me peace as well is obviously I was doing both for a really long time. So I was doing my corporate job and then also content and social media at the same time for maybe, I don't know, the last six months and it just boosted that excitement again and there's something about obviously knowing that yes this job has served a purpose but you can still do something to fulfill you and make you happy outside of your work hours that could help you too 
And the other thing I will say is, is there any way that you can bring fun into like your workflow? I don't know what your day-to-day would look like in childcare, but are there little things that you can do? Can you make yourself feel good in the morning before you go to work? Can you do a bit of a morning routine? Is there something that you can take to work that maybe you do on your lunch break or maybe you do when you're having a break that makes it a little bit better for you? Are there any areas where you can add joy to your day-to-day? And obviously, I am going to leave on this. If you wanted to leave it and not do your diploma and change careers or change pathways, you could absolutely do that. There is nothing holding you back. I'm a huge believer in not sticking to a pathway because you have to stick to it. If you want to change the path that you're on, and this goes for anyone listening, if you want to change the path that you're on, change it. The worst that could happen is you don't like it. You can always go back or it doesn't go to plan. Try a different pathway. Nothing is set in stone in life. Don't be afraid to do something like that. Obviously, good luck to this listener. I hope that you can find some peace in the day-to-day. Overarching tips, gratitude, try to find fun, try to bring joy back into your day-to-day. If anyone has any other tips for this listener, I would be happy for you to also post it on the thread for this episode. And our last question is, how do you support a bestie who keeps going back to the same player on and off for five years? This person literally wrote player, P-L-A-Y-A, and it just made me laugh. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh because I know that it can be really rough to see your bestie going through a pattern or going through a cycle. I also have to resonate because I may have been that bestie to some of my friends when I was going through my dating cycles or my repeated patterns when it comes to dating. I do have some tips because it can be really hard to be a friend who supports a friend going through the same thing when it's almost like self-inflicted by the friend. And so I think what works is at the end of the day, compassion. That's probably the number one tip I have for you here because sometimes our friends may act in a way or do certain things because they don't know better or that's all they know or it feels familiar to them or they're trying to heal like wounds in a very unhealthy way. And it can also be really hard and frustrating when you might have that level of self-awareness about you and other people in your life don't. People can only ever meet us where they are. Even if we can see the signs, even if we can see the patterns, even if we want to tell them like, this is happening, there is a way to go about it. And ultimately, what I suggest is firstly, always being there for your friend and listening without judgment and letting your friend know that you will be there without judging them. I think knowing what I know, kindness and compassion will get through to your friend quicker than maybe being really harsh and giving them tough love. I also don't know what your friendship is like. So maybe you could give them tough love. I I probably am hesitant to do that. I always think kindness and compassion, like that's how you really get through to somebody. And if it's gotten to a point where it is really concerning you or impacting you and you think you can't hold space for your friend or you think you can't be a good friend because this is causing you frustration, you can have an honest conversation about it in a very kind and compassionate way. And what that would look like is maybe sitting down with your friend and, as I said, gently letting them know that what they're doing may be a mistake or letting them know like, hey, I think the fucking world of you, you have XYZ to offer, you are a beautiful human this person doesn't deserve you or I don't think putting yourself in this position is giving you the most value or doing the best things for you. There is a way that you can help them 
identify the patterns and see what's going on gently and I have to like really just drive home that gentle fact because a lot of the time especially if someone is repeating patterns like that or dating a certain type of player it's coming from a place of like pain and hurt and you know that saying like we accept the love we think we deserve like that is true and that is genuine and sometimes we pick low value behavior or sometimes we pick low value people to date or to be on and off with because that's all we think we deserve and so if there's a way that you can be honest very gently and letting them know how you feel in a non-judging non-attacking way I think that will go further I also think you can maybe gently try to help them to maybe see the patterns and I'll give you guys a very good example I recently went to Bali obviously you'll hear more about that on Sunday's show but I read a book over there I think it's called Attached I read the whole book I'm going to read it again because I didn't take a highlighter and in that book I learned so much about attachment styles and I'm going to do an attachment styles episode I think before I leave to go to Europe but I learned so much about it and I just think to myself, wow, had anyone, literally any one of my friends years ago been like, bitch, read this book, I would have been like, okay, like I would have read that book. But if there are things that you think would maybe help your friend or maybe get them that awareness, you can say, hey, I recommend this book. Like you might be able to find something in it that helps you see why going back to this person is not the best thing. The other thing is you could potentially encourage your friend to seek professional help. And I know I spoke about in my mental health episode, I had two very good friends, Angie and Hannah, who really encouraged me to get professional help because my mental health was struggling. But my mental health was struggling because of the romantic relationship that I was in and the environment that I was in. And going into therapy, I was able to identify those patterns and work through my own shit. And so that could potentially be an option. Obviously, go at this in small steps with your friend. I know that you might be frustrated because it's been five years and you're like, fuck, let's get over this. But be soft, be gentle and just let them know that you always still have their back through it too. And then my last tip is to just take care of you because offering this kind of support can be a bit relentless and can be very emotionally draining. So thank you for being a good friend to your friend, but make sure that you are taking care of yourself as well. I would love to hear from the group too. If you have been in this situation where a friend has done this, like how have you navigated it? And what do you say to your friends? And I always think, you know, when it comes to compassion for ourselves, I say, talk to yourself how you would talk to your friend. And so that's why I really want to just drive home that being compassionate and being soft and being gentle I think would get you a lot further than being a bit harsh or maybe coming down with that tough love but don't forget that compassion for yourself and yeah good luck let us know how you go all right guys I'm gonna wrap the show there I hope that you enjoyed this Friday AMA episode have a good weekend be safe if you're not already follow us on Instagram your safe space pod join our Facebook group your safe space podcast community leave us a review on Apple a rating on Spotify and look after yourselves I'll see you on Sunday for the solo travel episode bye guys <laughs>